The Chicago Bears have made their first official move of the 2024 offseason in firing Luke Getze as the offensive coordinator and keeping Matt Eberflus on as the head coach going into 2024. We're going to talk about what offensive coordinators could replace Luke Getze and what does it mean for Justin Fields that Matt Eberflus has stayed while Getze is gone and some interesting things that the Bears could do with the uh, quarterback position in this draft without moving on from Justin Fields. We're going to talk about all and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And so we already had a breaking news video on the firing of Luke Getze and the announcement that Matt Eberflus will officially stay on as the head coach of the Chicago Bears. And naturally, this has brought about a lot of questions from the Bears fan base of what does this mean for Justin Fields? Does this mean that Justin Fields is going to be staying? Because you, you keep the same head coach. A new head coach may have wanted to bring in their own quarterback. And some people even said, well, bringing in a new offensive coordinator, well, offensive coordinator want a different quarterback. And so I understand the, stand, the, the question from both standpoints. I do think this, though, offensive coordinators typically don't make the type of decisions on personnel. That is a head coach thing. But that doesn't mean that Justin Fields is 100% safe either. And I think when it comes down to it is that the Bears in their, in their offensive coordinator search, which I don't expect to, to drag on too long. Do not be surprised if we have a new offensive coordinator within a week or two, if it even takes that long. That's depending on what happens if one of the offensive coordinators that they want to um, want to interview maybe on a team that goes far in the playoffs, something like that. But we're going to talk about some of the candidates that could replace uh, Luke Getze as the offensive coordinator here in a second. But the bigger question is, is what if in, in the question of what does this mean for Justin Fields? It's really more difficult to give a straightforward answer to that. And, of course, people are going to have their own way that they read the tea leaves depending on what their own view of the situation is. Me personally, I think that there's there's signs that it could mean one or the other, right? You could, you could bring in a new offensive co- coordinator and you could say, hey, this offensive coordinator we think is going to be better with a rookie quarterback. We didn't want Luke Getze touching another rookie quarterback or a quarterback who's getting their first uh, season coming in starting. Or it could very well be that, hey, we want to see another offensive coordinator that comes in that we think can develop things that we want from Justin Fields or want out of him. We think that, we, that they can get that better. And then uh, Matt Eberflus can kind of focus on the defense. And so th- there's 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 pluses and minuses either way that you look at it. And there's things that support or dissuade from either either standpoint that you have on it either. Until, it, until the decision is made as far as the offensive coordinator, I think that may kind of lean towards more things that we're saying. But the key thing in this is more than Justin Fields, and that's what I want to make sure that I make it about. It's not just about Justin Fields, right? It's not just about what the coordinator means for that. You also have to look at, got, you got Khalil Harbert, you got Roshan Johnson, you got DJ Moore, who had a career year here, and that was with a limited play caller, right? You still got Cole Komet, who you have here. You got young offensive talent here in, in Darnell Wright, Tevin Jenkins, things like that, and you want somebody who's going to come in and set the right uh, tone and standard to really breathe the best environment to to develop those guys and so it's it's bigger than Justin Fields not let me make, make no mistake about it quarterback still is one of the biggest things in that right uh, but it's it's bigger than that and so whatever happens and whatever route it goes you know we'll be reviewing and talking about it here but when it comes down to it either way whether it's Justin Fields or it's a new quarterback the new offensive coordinator they're going to want somebody in there who really has experience with quarterbacks who can who can be a dynamic play caller and they, they can trust with the development because either way we're in a standpoint where we're going to have to develop our quarterback and so 
One of the things with that, I want to talk about a list of players that of, of offensive coordinators. I know I went over like three outside-the-box candidates late last week. Maybe that was early this week. Everything's kind of blending together. But I want to go over a list of coordinators that could be out there, that could be looked to replace Luke Getze. The first one is uh, Daryl Bevel. Now, this is a guy who he's worked with Brett Favre, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Tua, and Trevor Lawrence. At the end of the day, he's been an offensive coordinator. Right now, he's the passing game coordinator. And he on the, on the team that has the highest-ranked passing attack in the NFL. And so when it comes down to it, Bevel offers a couple of different things in positive, right? With Matt Eberflus staying on as the head coach, you want somebody who is a veteran, right? Who is a veteran at the at and been an offensive coordinator and has had success. And looking at Bevel and what he's done in the NFL, he brings all those things. That's somebody that you can come in again, regardless of whatever you do with the offensive, uh, with the quarterback situation. He's somebody that can come in and you know has done the job. He's 54 years old. He's somebody who's now a quarterback coach and a passing game coordinator coach, but he's been an offensive coordinator before. And so when you look at right now what he's been doing with the Dolphins and Tua, there's some similarities there between Justin Fields. And like I said, I don't want to make it just about Fields because I think it's bigger than that in totality, but but Daryl Bevel brings a lot of what you want with that. And then another guy that is really outside the box that I like that I talked about on that episode, however many days it was, uh, is, 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 is Zach Robinson. Zach Robinson is somebody that I look at and I say, this is a guy who brings a lot of kind of what you want. He's, he has some uh, experience. He's only 37 years old, so he's still young. And if the Bears are looking potentially at somebody that could be groomed into a head coach at some position at some point in time, he's definitely somebody. He's, he worked under Sean McVay, which that already says something. His offenses always have a, a really solid game. And so when it comes down to it, when you look at that coaching tree, if that's important for you, Zach Robinson brings a lot of that. Yes, he's not as experienced as some of the other guys, but He's somebody that people have already talked about. He's on even some lists, expected to be a head coach at some point in time. But the thing you got to worry about with that is that if you hire him on as an offensive coordinator, will somebody try to pull him in as a head coach if he has big-time success running your offense? So that's something there. Greg Roman is another one that that I think people want to talk about, and he's somebody that definitely could come in and can really help develop Justin Fields as well. I do think that he may be the best one if you look for somebody, if you want to continue on with Justin Fields, Greg Roman is probably the guy that can do that. This is a guy who just, listen, he has the experience. He's smart. He's intelligent. He's 51 years old. Not that age really matters. Keep making it about age. It doesn't really matter in the, in the grand, grand scheme of things. But when you look at what he's done right now and what, he, and what he's done lately, listen, at the end of the day, this is a guy that definitely can come in. You, you can expect for him to kind of guide that development, like I said, of your offense overall. And listen, at the end of the day, he's a smart offensive mind, and that's what we need right now. And so at the end of the day, we'll end up seeing what happens with that. He's worked with, uh, I think, Lamar Jackson before as well. So something to look out for there. Another one that's kind of outside the box, right, uh, that, that is a big candidate that could replace him is Kevin Petulo. So this is a guy that I haven't really heard his name a whole heck of a lot out there as far as offensive coordinators for the Chicago Bears. Another guy who's, who's young, he's a passing game coordinator. Uh, right now and and an associate head coach so he has a lot of responsibilities down there he works for the Philadelphia Eagles right now you already know what they can be kind of some overlap there we've taken plays from them before I think this is a guy who can come in and really help guide your offense considerably and again it's more than just Justin Fields but for the Justin Fields or any quarterback part of it especially if you're running kind of a dual threat quarterback he's definitely somebody that can that can help that as well and he's helped Jalen Hurts development quite uh, substantially the next person on the list is somebody that we've all talked about. Again, I don't even know necessarily if he would take 
this job. The Bears would have to ask permission. He'd have to ask for permission to leave. But this is Eric Bieniemy. Everybody's talked about Eric Bieniemy. I think he's more so a candidate for a head coaching position. So that kind of takes him out of there as well. But you never know what route the Washington Commanders are going to go. They've they've already started, you know, their GM search, which uh, uh, what Ian Cunningham's on that list for that. Somebody who already works for us, but he's absolutely somebody as well that you can bring in there. You already know what he can be offensively. This is a guy who, yeah, people say he's a little bit too uh, pass pass relying at times, but I think that's that's when you look at at the game that he runs, at, at the, the the personnel that he's had. But Eric Bieniemy is definitely somebody who could potentially be on that list, but it comes down to what the Washington Commanders do with their head coach and if their head coach wants to bring in their own offensive coordinator. And, you know, we'll end up seeing with that one. And then the last one that I want to bring up is the interdivision guy, which I know a lot of Chicago Bears fans are kind of over the interdivision rivals, more so towards Green Bay, right, coaches. But this is a guy who I think can come in, and it's an outside-the-box pick. This is Tanner Ekstrand. Now, this is a guy, he's a passing game coordinator right now. For the Detroit Lions, uh, he's, a, he's a youngish coach as well, 41 years old. He has some experience there. Um, he actually worked over in the in the XFL as well for a while there. So he was the offensive coordinator for the D.C. Defenders. After that, he moved over uh, to the Detroit Lions as well. So he's a passing game coordinator. He was the tight end coach. He got promoted to the passing game coordinator. But this is a guy who uh, reportedly has a really good offensive mind, right, and, and a guy who has some, has some potential there. Now, You'd be going again another rookie coordinator, so there's some concern uh, there with that, especially under Matt Eberflus staying on. But he's also a guy that people think could be a really solid head coach at one point, so you could do a lot worse than bringing him in. But that's some of the candidates that you know the Bears could look to bring in as their next offensive coordinator, considering that they, that Luke Getze is now gone. Thank God Luke Getze is gone. We've all been waiting to see that. So let me know what you guys think on that. Let me know any other offensive coordinators that you think may be outside the box or people that the Chicago Bears could, could take a look at um, in bringing into their team to be that offensive coordinator under Matt Eberflus, who is returning. Uh, if I had to pick my favorite on this list as well, it'd be the first guy that I kind of talked about. I think Daryl Bevel is a guy that I would really like. Him and Zach Robinson are two guys that I would really like to be able to come in, be the offensive coordinator. Uh, Greg Roman isn't a bad one either either. So uh, let me know what you guys think on that one down below. But I said I wanted to talk about something that the Bears could do with the quarterback situation. And I know this is not going to be the most popular scenario or situation that people talk about, but there is a potential where the Bears could trade back and still get a quarterback. And there's actually a couple scenarios in that, right? Now, if the Bears do trade the number one overall pick, you guys know my hope is to go ahead and get Marvin Harrison Jr., get a, a defensive edge with your second or, or offensive lineman with your second first-round pick. But the Bears could trade down, right? And still, depending on where they trade, if they trade down to second or number three, still take Marvin Harrison Jr., but they still could look to take a quarterback later in the draft. Now, one of the quarterbacks that are in this draft, um, and you know, we'll still be doing our comparisons, things like that, is J.J. McCarthy. This was the quarterback from Michigan. I know a lot of people talked about Jim Harbaugh, but this is a guy that I do think that if the Bears do want to maybe keep the Justin Fields thing going on, but maybe look at get an opportunity at another quarterback and things. Yes, we already have Tyson Bajan there. Tyson Bajan come out and saying, hey, I wanna, I, I'm going to be more dynamic for the Chicago Bears, which is great. But could the Bears look to do something like that? Or even maybe look to go with Michael Penix, right? Uh, that what they can probably get with their number 10 pick. If maybe they have to trade up a little bit to get that and make some moves there. Maybe if they do trade with the Atlanta Hawks, which I mean, Atlanta Falcons, which now came out that maybe the Bears can get the number eight pick and keep their own first uh, number one overall if they trade Justin Fields to the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know if that's going to be likely, but do not overlook the chance that the Bears could go a quarterback later in this draft 
and still hold on to Justin Fields to get an opportunity to maybe look at somebody that they could develop. And that could be somebody that they look at over a couple of years, right, if they do decide to hold on to Justin Fields until that fifth-year option and then maybe make it to look at decision. I still think the most likely scenario is Justin Fields comes back. But J.J. McCarthy offers something. Only 20 years old, right? He's a guy that is, is going to be in this draft. He's a guy that's shown an ability, again, in a more structured offense to be really successful as well. When you look at his collegiate football uh, career, over three seasons, he's only lost one game, 482 completions for 6,220 and, and 26 yards, um, 49 touchdowns, only 11 interceptions, so and a QB, a career QB rating of college at 160. So this is something that the Bears could look to do if they do want to keep Justin Fields, but maybe draft another young quarterback who they could look to maybe develop. Again, it's not nothing that I'm saying is for certain, but it is something that is a possibility that I don't think a lot of Bears fans have opened up themselves to thinking. Now, they also could potentially, like I said, go Michael Penix. Now, that would be much higher in round one, and I wouldn't be surprised if J.J. McCarthy moves up as well once workouts start. But let me know what you guys think on the potential of holding on to Justin Fields, right, but drafting a quarterback and then taking a look. That is something that a lot of people make it this black and white thing is that you either have to trade fields and draft a quarterback or you keep fields and you go other, other routes. Because, yes, the Bears need a lot of other talent in positions that they have to fill. But when you look at where J.J. McCarthy is currently slated to go, he could potentially be there for the Chicago Bears if they make a trade um, to get back into that second round. So that could be something that the Bears do end up doing. It's not outside the complete realm of possibility. The funny thing about all this is is, had the Bears not traded their second-round pick to the Washington Commanders, uh, they could draft him there with their own one. But you just never know what the Bears can do. They can get to look to be a little bit interested in that. I'm not saying that this is a likely scenario. I'm just saying that it's something that could happen, right? And maybe look out for that going forward. Now, we talked about yesterday as well, Ian Cunningham uh, being interviewed um, for the Washington Commanders uh, vacancy. Well, it looks like we have another uh, person in our front office that may be uh, interviewed by another team, and that's Jeff King who is the, the player uh, director of player personnel, and he uh, right now is going to be interviewing for the, the Los Angeles Chargers GM job. Now, I don't think, somebody have to correct me if I'm wrong and try to do some research, because he is an upper, I don't think we get compensatory picks for him, but this is a guy who, he, he's been with the Bears since 2016. He grew within the uh, organization because he was originally the uh, director, uh, the assistant director of pro scouting, then he was director of pro scouting, then he's become the co-director of player personnel since 2022 until the present so at the end of the day he's somebody who stayed in the transition between Ryan Pace to Ryan Poles and so he's been somebody who's been in that front office for a while and you know the Bears potentially uh, you know losing out on him would be interesting enough there but you guys know we're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related and Chicago Bears news so I gotta bring you all the news that includes anybody who could leave this organization but let me know what you guys think to kind of recap everything man what Matt Eberflus is moving on uh, I'm sorry, Matt Eberflus is staying, Lugetzi's moving on. Uh, what does that mean really for uh, the Justin Fields' future with that? And, you know, we'll end up seeing what comes down to it, man. At the end of the day, uh, we got a lot of decisions. This was just the first step in a lot of steps for the Chicago Bears, man. But let me know what you guys think. As everything, as always, down below, make sure you're following the show at Shy Bears Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentral.gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, Chi Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break, break, media. media.